Radio Live. Our show is sponsored by the Living Light Center at Church of Faith and Healing. For anyone interested, Jim and I do personal readings, and if you'd like to have a personal reading, you can call 304-567-3354 or email sandysangeltalk at aol.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S-A-N-G-E-L-T-A-L-K at aol.com. Well, welcome everyone. And we are so glad to be back. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the keys to heaven are hidden within sacred prayer. And sacred prayer and meditation are two very important things to both Jim and I. And so, as you understand, prayer is to give thanks, praise, and ask for direction, help, and understanding, where meditation is listening to the divine within. Prayer and meditation is to attune us to the consciousness of the Creator. But before meditation, clearing and cleansing the body helps. Some soft music, some incense can help. Then focus on your highest ideal to raise your energies from any lower consciousness within and feel a peacefulness and just allow yourself to listen. It's about listening. It's receptivity. Meditation is all about receptivity and surrounding yourself with the Spirit of Christ for protection. So when one sits to meditate, it's usually best to face east. Edgar Cayce would say, when using incense, humming the sounds of O, 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 ah, that's A-H, ah, A-H, O, O, O. Now, Doing this, it's not to be done in a monotone. And so when you do this, then you feel the essence of the incense through the body forces in its motion of the body. And this will help open the kundalini forces of the body. Now, for one to achieve spiritual consciousness, we must first acknowledge that there is a robotic consciousness that wants to control the way we think. There is a self-centered part of us that is controlled by our ego and forces, and it does not like change. But when we are conscious, we can override these thoughts. We can mentally join with the spiritual beings of light. Life is always a choice, but when one chooses a higher path, the divine beings will help lift you and acknowledge your request. Prayer and meditation open you to a connection with God, with the angels, the masters, and the beings of light. It's a personal renewal and intimacy with the Lord. And serious prayer begins when our illusions that we are masters of our own fate fades, and we recognize our need and humbleness to connect to the divine creator. For it is when we prepare ourselves physically emotionally and mentally to access our spiritual connection that our channel is pure. The light force recognizes our efforts and sincerity to share and receive. So if we can achieve a consciousness to not control everything, we will have mastered our destiny 
and united ourselves more with the light of God. If we can hold this way of thinking and acting, we can move above the chaos that plagues constantly. We move into a consciousness place that is recognized as the tree of life, where disorder does not exist. Now, there's the paradox. By resisting the light force in time of need and expanding our desire to receive consciousness, we are in a position to receive the infinite light force and all it represents, mainly knowing the certainty that offers structure and order in our lives. Prayer and meditation is highly recommended to be done on a daily basis. It establishes a spiritual connection and it expands your awareness and understanding of the higher realms. It adds light to your body, which can help you heal on all levels. It can help activate the endocrine system, your chakras, and bring them into balance. And over time, if one is serious about working with the light, you may be able to raise the energy force field through your body and activate the pineal gland or your third eye. This is a gradual process of growth, but is possible. Many studies have shown that praying to the Lord has saved people's lives, decreased symptoms of stress and depression and anxiety, and even allowed people to feel physiologically rejuvenated. In meditation, it's about quieting the mind and being receptive. And many people claim that achieving control over their thought process is difficult. Achieving control over our subconscious mind will allow us a higher degree of mastering our destiny. By claiming this control, this process will lead to ultimate state of mastery of our destiny. But understand, by gaining control over the unconscious does not mean you have control over the conscious mind. You must work at finding that quiet place within. When chattering thoughts enter your mind, focus on your breathing. Let the thoughts just flow through, but try not to focus on them. Eventually, they will fade or go away. You may spend about 15 minutes of meditation, and it could feel like all you've done is try to quiet your mind. Don't worry. You've probably accomplished more than you realize. You're training the mind to be receptive when you want to meditate. Like all new things, it's a learning process. Just don't give up. Keep trying. It will work. Hold the intent to let the ever-present light be in your awareness. The direction is towards the limitless realm beyond the ego. After or before prayer, or limitless expression of the sacred names of God, or doing chants, or saying holy words of prayer, this allows the physical body to express itself in the physical, which is very important. The ultimate goal of meditation is to achieve a oneness with the light, the tree of life level of reality. Quantum control pervades the entire universe for those hoping to achieve a total communion with the divine light. When praying or meditating as a group, it adds exponentially more power. Ten people may save a city, 25, a nation. As many people gather as a concerted effort to change something for the better, it can become the dominant energy on the planet than 
everyone feels the good and uplifting energy that's been projected. These energies can focus towards healing something or someone. When it is the dominant energy, it can lift the whole planet into a higher consciousness for a period of time. Generally, if not maintained, it will slowly lower again. But for the period it is lifted, things feel so much better. In praying, not only is important for the words, but there are certain actions. When you bow or you kneel or you stretch your arms out or lift your arms up, you know, with the intention, it adds a lot of power to your prayer. When you're bowing, it demonstrates obedience and submission, also praise and blessings and thanks. When you're kneeling, it's about humbling yourself. When you're stretching your arms outward with your palms of your hands upward, it means extending yourself to another. And when you're lifting your hands and arms upward, it gives praise, gratitude, and blessings to heal and to affirm. It's expressing your will towards a matter. It's raising or lifting yourself upward towards heaven. Many keys to effective prayer were given to King Solomon. And so doing the invocation, yod, he, va, he, or wa, he, either one, meaning father, mother, son, and earth mother, you start with yod and you bow bending forward at the waist until you're at about a 90-degree angle with your legs. Your hands are at your side. It also represents the Hebrew letter that looks like a number seven, the first letter of the Tetragrammaton. Say or chant the word Yod, okay? Now, when you do the second word, hey, keep the body bowed, but move your arms and stretch them towards the ground, straight downward. They're parallel with the legs. Your body looks like an upside-down U that it's making the symbol of, and you say the word, hey. Hey is a feminine word, and by saying it, it helps raise consciousness above our initial perception, transcending light to perceive the divine. Now, the third, again, is wa or va. And once again, you stand upright and stretch your arms upward towards the sky and say wa or va. Okay? This force moves through the pattern of hay and is the principle of activity, the connection from earth to heaven. It connects the light of God into our reality. And then the fourth one is hey. The position, it's the same as the second one. You bow with your arms extended straight down, parallel with your legs. The symbol of the body position looks like an upside-down U, and it represents the manifestation of form. The other three letters, the Yod, He, Wa, or Va, are the trinity, a united force, thought, speech, and action that manifests itself 
in our third dimensional reality. So if you're angry at someone, you know, and any of those words come out of you, it's going to create an even bigger situation. Right. You want to keep your mind in a very positive state. This system of invocation is one of the powerful spiritual keys to unlocking the gates of heaven. So your prayers will be heard effectively. But remember, it is the Holy Spirit that will unlock the power of the divine names. When meditating upon the sacred names and you feel you have reached this blissful feeling within, it is that the messengers of light have connected you to the eternal mind or the greater creation of the mind energy beyond the celestial energies to a greater light which can measure, resurrect, and reprogram all the particles along with the sacred names. Special breathing techniques are encouraged to lift you into a vibrational level that you can absorb the life force necessary to journey into eternity with the special masters of the Father. The breathing allows you to pass through vibrational levels of color and sound until you see the radiant light, the flame, unfold the garments of the Father to us and become the effervescence of his love. Then all fear fades away and all you feel is his unconditional love. And it is through our higher vibration of thought it can change our magnetic field and allow this kind of a communication to take place. Now, there are 248 bone structures in the human body and 248 positive precepts of the Torah. Our physical body and soul acts like a channel for our healing process. And as our life becomes conscious of the knowledge of the Lord, it causes salvation and blessings so we can live each day of the year 365, which corresponds to 365 negative precepts. It truly is as above, so below. Each day is filled with constant blessings by the heavenly beings. This relates to the tree of life. Also, our days are filled with the tree of knowledge, reality, that which we experience through our own growth and lessons, both good and evil. But knowledge is the connection. It is energy, intelligence, and is essential for prayer. The route to the new physics of the future lies beyond the dimensions of the physical reality of our world. We will go beyond space-time in our analysis, and maybe one day a door will open slightly unto us, and we will experience the interrelated quantum features of the universe. Now, there is a mystery, the mystery of the 144,000. Those are who succeed in raising their consciousness from the material to the spiritual awareness, or from the back of the head, which we consider the material side, to the forehead, or the third eye, which is the spiritual side. They are the ones that will achieve the freedom of their divine higher nature. The number 100 is kaf, which means back of the head. The medulla 
oblongata, or our physical awareness. The number 40 is mem, or water, or spirit. And the number four is delith, or crossing of a threshold. And the number 1,000 is aleph, or advancement, meaning when spiritual energies move up the spine, around the back of the head, to the third eye, is when enlightenment begins to happen. The keys of divine knowledge will be given to those who are trying to reach this level of awareness by the order of Melchizedek, bringing you into the unity of light. Wow. That's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. You know, there's one particular reason why this show, this day, is so very important. You know, it's been a leading up to this. If you know me, well, I've been pondering scriptures and ancient texts and, and of all kinds and walks and cultures and, and trying to decipher what they were really saying because I never really believed that what was on the top layer was everything, that there were layer and then another layer and then another layer. So I always saw that there was a knowledge, but once you apply the knowledge, you would gain the wisdom. Once you gain the wisdom by applying it, you would gain the understanding. And so it's the Holy Trinity. It's the same thing. And when you have walked that path, it's amazing to watch it all come into play. All the pieces of the puzzle begin to connect. And sometimes you're given a piece, you know, that's a big one, and it doesn't always make sense to you at the time, where it didn't to me at the time, because, you know, if I see someone doing something that is unlawful, we'll say, you know, well, I want to report it, or I want to, you know, make sure that that person doesn't harm anyone. And the problem is, is that we are now moving into a phase where we can't follow and know for sure what we're looking at is real. We don't know if it's actually even true. And so you have to be really careful. And so the angels had come to me one night, and, and through the Christ, the light and the Holy Trinity, and they told me, they said, you know, we want you to forget about what's beside you, what's to your left and what's to your right. And I said, well, I know you're saying that, but my wife's on my left right now, so. <laughs> and they said, that's not what we mean. Just, now listen carefully. We want you to forget about your left and your right as you're walking your path. You leave your house, you've got a mission. You're going some particular place. Well, if you're not careful, you will be pulled to the left or to the right, you know, without you even realizing that it has. All of a sudden you look left. And, oh, my goodness, you can't help but want to see what that is, you know. And so you're pulled right to it or to the right. And what will happen is the left brain and the right brain through the eyes will see what it is on either side of you. And probably for the next two hours, your brain will argue with itself over what was actually seen or if it was seen at all or what it meant. And we get we – get, discouraged sometimes. I know it's hard. And sometimes we get 
pulled so hard that, you know, we don't even get done what it was we were focused on that we wanted to make sure that we got done. And now it is very important. The angels just the other day came through, and they told me, okay, he said, now it's time. Time for what? Time. They said, from now on, when someone asks you, or someone wants you to do this or to do that, or, you know, follow this truth or that truth, just say no. (laughs) I remember that slogan from back when I was, you know, a teenager, I think. Just say no. And I don't think it worked too well back then. They said, you know, I think they were just quiet for a minute because, you know, sometimes my jokes aren't as funny to them as they are to me. But they said, just say no. And I said, no to what? And they said, no to everything. And I said, how can one do that? And they said, because there's only two choices in life. We have made this, this experience in front of us, around us, above us, below us, complicated. And it has grown, whether it was from the Roman Empire, which eventually fell, and then rose back up. And I can look at, you know, a whole bunch of people down there in, in government positions that, you know, look an awful lot like they're wearing a Roman robe. But the idea here is, is that, you know, there is and has been those who have, from the very beginning, you know, controlled this system. And we were not meant to be here forever. Mankind was not meant for the earth to be his tenancy forever. Now, there, were, there are some who and we know who they are, who love the money and love being here. And so even when they pass from this earth, they'll probably go to exactly where they want to go, and it'll be exactly like they want it. Good for them. I don't want that to be my path to follow. I want to go farther. I want to keep going. I want to make sure that this system doesn't hold me in it any longer because we all, if our consciousness is open at all, we know that we are, in many ways, a slave race. I mean, we are at the control so often of forces that are beyond what we can know. I mean, you know, you gain, you know, all of a sudden you could hit the lottery. And then let's just say you got $5,000. And the next thing you know, something breaks and it takes the 5000 away. And maybe even a little more. We call that the swing of the pendulum from left to right, right to left. But we can't keep doing that because it's getting to be too dangerous. Do we, do we even realize that, that there are up there now, I believe, 12,000 satellites in low Earth orbit? 1,300 were launched at first, and there's approval for the 12,000. And, and the ultimate destination, Destiny of it is they want to put up there tens of thousands of low-Earth orbiting satellites. And it could be 5G, 6G, 7G, whatever it is. I mean, but the bottom line of it is is that, you know, it will be much harder if that's allowed to occur to be able to pray. It creates, it creates a, a bubble of frequencies that make it harder to penetrate even with your prayers. Now, one can say, well, God's everywhere, so God hears you. Well, technologies 
and mankind, you know, sometimes we, if we don't understand it, we don't know it. And so we don't take the measures necessary to break through the boundary or the bubble. And like Sandy had said, in meditation is listening. It's where you get the answers to your prayer. I think it was Edgar Casey that said, you know, God answers every prayer. But one of the biggest problems is when we pray, we'll pray for something and pray hard because it's important to us. But then we don't take the time to set and meditate and receive the answer to the prayer. And you have to have both. One is talking to God. The other is listening. And it's in the listening. It's in the being the receptive that, that you can gain what it is you're really looking for. And when you leave this planet, or if you're part of the new exodus that is coming in the near future, then you're going to want to have the knowledge and the wisdom to be able to get where you want to go. Otherwise, you're only going to make it so far. And if you don't make it out of the system, which is, you know, the 13th aeon, if you don't make it past that, then you'll have to probably end up coming back again and go through this whole cycle again. And personally, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of ready to, you know, not have to go through this cycle of birth and rebirth again. Um, But there's even a company that they're building that's called Neuralink, and they want to connect it to the human brain, to computers. Oh, wow. You know, I know a lot of people that would think that's really cool. But, you know, wait a minute. When I was told about some of the new technologies... I was told that it had already absorbed the information that it could that's out there, and the only thing that's left is what you know, what I know. And, you know, so it's coming after our information, our knowledge, who we are, what we are. And it was said that by some very top scientists that it could actually get to a point where it could absorb your consciousness, and you really would have nothing. You wouldn't be necessary, so to speak, anymore. And we don't want to get to that point. So, you know, I, I have taught other ministers, associate ministers, you know, from our church. And, you know, and they go out there and we give them instructions. They go through the classes and the workshops and then they're anointed. And, you know, some of them are doing exactly what they need to do. Others have held back. They take another class. They take another workshop. You know, and that's just not going to do it anymore. It's just not going to work. We have to get to a place now where we are actually taking hold of the power of the living God, the power of the names, even, of the living God. And when we do that, and we can speak them out, You breathe in through the nostril and you speak out the name. It's just like it says in the Bible, and God breathed the breath of life into the man and he became a living soul. So when you speak it out, you're giving it back as a gift. And it's acknowledged, and it needs to be done in sacredness. Never should it be done, you know, in anger or, you know, to try and achieve something other than just realigning oneself with, you know, the neural pathways within the body, um, the 144,000 spiritualized cells that have to open 
for us to be able to have, you know, enough consciousness energy to be able to make it where we want to go. And I ask a lot of people, you know, are you speaking it out? Well, you know, I feel kind of funny about talking to everybody about this, but you know what? You talk to God, and you'll find that the people are brought to you. I mean, this week alone, I mean, I walked into a room full of deputy sheriffs, and the one guy, big guy, he was standing up the back of the room, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I stopped, and he looked at me, and he said, he said I know you. I said, I know you too. And he said, where do we know each other from? He said, I don't know, but, but you know, I knew the moment I looked at you that I, I knew you, he said, and I was the same way. And we talked for a, quite a while, and I mean, he was open to the things that I was saying. I told him he had two angels, you know, one on one side and one on the other. Because, you know, there would be a time when those two angels would be needed on the left and on the right so that he didn't have to worry about something catching him off guard. And he said, isn't that interesting? He said, I always knew I had one. I said, well, now you got two. I said, so, you know, doesn't mean that, you know, you're not watchful because I know that you are and you've been trained to be. I said, but you've got God on your side. And when you've got God on your side and you've got two angels the size that those are, trust me, you know, you'll need them in the coming days. And he kind of smiled. And we talked for about a half hour with all of the other police officers just listening in. You know, I mean, they were right there, I mean, on every, hanging on every word. But it was mostly I was talking to this one particular one. And I was just amazed when I left that office. And I thought to myself, well, I need to pick up something at the supermarket. So, but what was it? Sandy told me she needed one thing. And I walked inside the supermarket, and the checkouts were pretty empty except for the girls working them. And I said, I'm in trouble. They said, what would you do? I said, my wife told me I needed to stop by here and pick up one thing. And they said, what is it? And I said, I don't know. I can't remember. And they said, oh, you're going to be in trouble when you get home, aren't you? And I said, yes, I think I am. I said, the only thing I could probably do is just walk around the store until I can find it, maybe. So I walked around the store, and when I got back to the eggs, I yelled, it was eggs. And you could hear them clapping up front. <laughs> but actually, Sandy didn't, hadn't asked me to stop and get eggs. You know, I just thought she had. But as I was going into the store, there was a, a man standing there, and he was probably in his 30s. And but it is, he was with his mother, and you could tell that he had some type of an illness that he was dealing with. And I said, how are you doing today? He said, well, he said, I don't know. He said, the doctors tell me that there's nothing they can do for me. And I said, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's actually probably better than if they did do something for you. I said, because something tells me you've got a faith. And he said, oh, he said, my faith's strong. He said... When they told me that, I looked at him and I pointed and I said, you know what, God's going to heal me. He said, and I meant it, and I mean it now. He said, I know God's going to heal me. If the doctors had did something, even given me a pill, he said, and I got better, they'd take the credit. He said, but you can't do that now. And I thought, you know, you don't see faith like that much anymore. I mean, seriously. And he didn't know me from Adam, but he was willing to step out there. And I said, well, let's pray. And he come walking over, and he held his hands out, and I put my hands on top of his, and we prayed right there in front of that supermarket. And 
you know, I just know that God is going to heal him because I don't think his family believes that, you know, that God actually has time for that. And I hear that a lot. But the whole idea is that it's time. God is moving to heal us from all of the pollution, all of the things that have been cast upon us, so that, you know, we can be ready as the time comes. And it's coming very soon. So the key is, you know, like Sandy said, with the sacred names, even if you just, you know, scan over them and with your eyes, and I read them left to right and right to left. And actually, when I read a book, I read it the back up from the back forward. I know everybody thinks that's nuts, but I don't know. Maybe it was another lifetime and where you wrote from right to left. But, you know, these names are the rudders of the ladder. And if you want to get to where you need to go, you've got you to gotta have, have them within you opened up. And so as you look them over and you speak them, doesn't matter if you get it exactly right and you go back the other way, it's now been encoded within you, and it will open up where it was coded within you and your lineage a long, long time ago. And when the time comes that you'll need those names to be able to get out of this system and into the higher light and the higher heavens, they will automatically come forth, and you'll start speaking them. And that's the promise. And so it's very important that right now, that don't worry so much about classes. Don't worry so much about, you know, all the stuff you've got to do to, you know, to get more knowledgeable. Take the knowledge you have and make sure that you've applied it because knowledge not applied isn't even knowledge yet. So it becomes very, very important that you apply the knowledge. And you will find that God won't let you down. And, you know, he never... He has never, honestly, let me down. You know, it may take a little while. I mean, the angels would tell me, well, you're the kind of person that, you know, you have a good piece of it. But, you know, you'll come to us and, and we'll give you a little, little piece and tell you to go do more research. And you go do more research. And then we give you another little piece and you do some more research. And then you, poof, it's like it all comes together. They said, so, you know, you're not really the kind of person that wants to have it all just given to you. I'm not so sure you're reading me right on that one. <laughs> you know, I said, you know, you might want to try just going ahead and downloading it, <laughs> you know. And they said, yeah, I don't think so. You're not going to get it that way because it has to be applied. The most, the individual with the most wisdom ever on the planet was Solomon, King Solomon. And yet, with all that wisdom, he got it as a gift. And so he didn't actually apply it. And so it didn't give him the understanding of the wisdom. And it's in threes that we get it. If you have two, and let's see, what do we have two? Just about everything on this planet is two. Two teams, baseball, football, basketball, two of everything. Why? Because when there's two, you know, the brain has to comprehend which one is right, which one is the truth, which one am I going to follow, what team is going to be my favorite, now, who am I going to vote for? It's always two. If you have three, the third in the middle. It's two, take two circles, overlap them, and you have the vesicle Pisces. And it's that third in the middle that links the brains, the two sides of the hemispheres of the brain, and 
you move forward. And let them argue if they want the sides of the brain, but you move forward in the light of the highest and purest. And you use the sacred names to keep your mind pure because, you know, I mean, literally, you probably have thoughts in your mind sometimes, and they're not your thoughts. They're literally being beamed at you. And I know that sounds far out there, but I'm here to tell you that there's some technologies that we haven't even begun to, to realize, and they can literally beam frequencies out there, and if your mind is in a particular line of vibration, it'll pick up that frequency, and it can control you. I'm, there's times I've walked by, you know, the beer cooler in a store, and all of a sudden it's like, man, I've, I've never had a cold beer, you know, I kind of like one. And, you know, I, I stop and I realize that's not me. I really, I really don't want a cold beer. You know, I mean, but something, something was projected into my mind that wanted me to buy that. If you look in most supermarkets, what's the largest aisle? It's, it's, it's the alcohol. I mean, it is fully stocked. They may be low on, you know, anything else, but they're certainly not low on, on alcohol. And so, you know, it's time for us to take our service soul um, lessons that we have walked through, and many have walked through the muck in the mud, and to get here, and to think that they can't speak it, they can't walk right up to somebody and speak. How are you doing today? You know, and literally speak out that you know God has a message for them. Or you know, have you been praying about something really hard? I mean, I walk up. I walked up to a lady one time in uh, in a um, buffet, and the angel said, I want you to walk up to that lady over there and tell her that God heard her prayers and that, you know, God's going to fulfill her prayer within the next day or two. And I said, I don't know that woman. And I said, do you have to? It's not coming from you. It's coming from God. So we want you to walk over there and speak it. And all of a sudden, she was kind of in this argument with her daughter. She was an older lady. And the daughter had gotten up and went to the bathroom. And they said, see? So we've, we've even opened it up for you. So I did. I do what they ask, and it has always proven itself. So I walked over to the table, and I looked at the older lady, and I introduced myself. Not really by name, but she looked up at me, and she said, oh, it's been a tough one. I said, God has heard your prayers, and God is going to answer your prayers for what it is that you need so desperately within the next day or two. Really, she said? Yes. And I turned around and I walked away. Walked back over to my, to my table because I was eating alone. It was, a, it was a, you know, it was a bench with a, with a table. And um, I had already gotten some food. But all of a sudden, her and the daughter got up from their table and started walking down the aisle where I was sitting. And I was eating. And... I could hear the older lady say to her daughter, while you were gone to the bathroom, an angel came to me and told me that my prayers were going to be answered. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Now I know it's going to be taken care of. And I thought, she thought I was an angel. Simply because what she heard she needed to hear. And when you do the speaking, it doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter if it's exactly correct even, you know, because what they'll hear is what they need to hear. When God's speaking through you or the Holy Trinity, any part of the Holy Trinity, especially especially the Holy Spirit, when it's speaking through you, you know, it will come out the way they need to hear it. Oh, it sure is. And when you're in a higher lifted space and you use the sacred names, oh, yes, you'll find all kinds of things is drawn to you. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But we, we kind of have been in this space, it seems like, all ministers. I mean, you know, my doctor's a minister, but she's one month away from her four-year degree, and she won't take it because then she'd have to give up, you know, being a doctor. And the doctor, you know, pays more. <laughs> I said, but you're only a month away from your ordination. I know she said, but, you know, hey, if we could all, re- you know, afford to retire, I thought retirement shouldn't have anything to do with it, you know. You uh, evidently had the calling, or you wouldn't have went through the four-year education of to be a minister to and a doctor. And, you know, and God's not going to let us get away with that. You know, I mean, we make a commitment, we make a commitment, and we have to hold to those commitments. It's very, very important that we do. And it's through using the sacred names if you feel out of sorts, if you're not sure of, you know, doing the right thing, you know, the Kadoish, 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 you know, Adonai, Savios, or Sabiat, both are correct according to the um, Jewish people that I have talked to. They have just different dialects, but, you know, it, it sets the central nervous system within the body and realigns it to the way it should be so that if you walk up to someone and you speak, then the Holy Spirit can use you to speak through because now you come into alignment and you don't have to worry about saying something that somebody's going to judge you for because we have to get past that. We cannot allow that to be, you know, a part of our daily life. You know, there's so many. I mean, you know, the Shema, the Shema Yisrael, that is one of the most powerful names. And when you say them, you know, you could feel the difference in one name over another or, you know, or if it's a little bit mispronounced and you alter just a little bit, you'll feel the difference in a rush of, of light and energy that, that comes through the body. There's no doubt about it. And it's time. You know, if you don't, the possibility that you will be left behind in the very near future could occur. And I don't say that mean. You know, the angels told me, they said, you know, just say no. And I said, but people's going to think that's mean. But you don't say it that way. You don't say it mean. No, you know, just no. And you say it in the kindest way you can. And you know you're saying it because, you know, it's what you have to do to be ready for, you know, the coming that's, that's going to be here and to be lifted up into a higher consciousness where, uh, where it's a peace that passeth all understanding. It's love that overflows the heart. Um, you know, if you look at Psalms, you know, the Psalms of David, the entire Bible is in Psalms, and 
most of them take you right through each of the basic energy fields of the body, one by one, if you look at them carefully. And so it's really about read a little here, read a little there. And you will find that you begin to get. It just begins to open up within you because that's where God hid it. A long time ago, God knew that there would be those individuals or beings or whoever they are that would not want us to be able to take back our power. And we gave up a big portion of it when we came into the system, but we did that because there were, there were spiritual beings that had become lost in worlds of matter. And so the only way to retrieve them was for you and I and the others to come into the material realm and to create a human body that could hold enough light in the short period of time we have in third dimension, which is, you know, literally about total 24,000 years, but we're in the last, the last piece. And, and then everything literally pulls apart in light and then pulls back together again, and it allows for an upgrade of evolution. But it was never meant for mankind's tendency. But we came in, and it's, you'll find it the second time in Genesis where it says, and the sons of God came upon the rolling mist. And it says, and God moved across the face of the waters and across the face of the deep. Well, what's darker than the deep? And that's where these spiritual beings had become lost. They didn't even remember who they were. They didn't remember that there was a God. And you volunteered to come in so that you could awaken them. And when that was done, the second time it said, let there be light, that was you, me, us. And we came in, and for the first time, those spiritual beings who had become lost realized that God had not forgotten them. And so it's been the walk back up to be able to create and live in a human body that we could hold enough light so that we could take it off this planet and then take it anywhere in the universe in third-dimensional planets and, and recreate the species there where it could hold enough light that beings of, or spiritual beings would have a way of escape. And that's, that's the whole thing. You know, and we can't lose it at the last moment. We must serve the living God. The living God, which lives in all dimensions, even where the thought forms of other gods cannot dwell. For he is the God of all gods. And understanding that Shema, Israel, hear, O Israel, Israel's highest prayer means reverence for the vibration of eternal energy, which stands behind and the beginning of human existence, and which unites the universe with all universes beyond this body of time. Sometimes people go, well, I believe, you know, it's probably UFOs, but they're not here. <laughs> okay, I hear you. You know, what, what would you think if I told you that, that our planet sets, you know, at the crossroads of a whole bunch of portals? Probably just a coincidence, huh, that that would happen. And so when they come out, here we are, and there's a reason. And you have been given the responsibility to bring in God's light and love and in whatever portions you can handle and bring that in and 
spread it around, receiving for the purposes of giving. And that's the law. And it seems complicated to some, but it's not. It's really not. I mean, is it, was it really that hard to walk up to that lady at the, at the restaurant? No. When, when you get there and you do it and you get back and you just look behind you, I mean, it's like, eh, that really wasn't as big as I thought it was. You know, it looked like a mountain a minute ago, but it's really a molehill. And so, you know, it's really, you know, the sacred, the sacred letters. You know, the yod hey, vol hey, was the original. When the Christ came, it turned to Wad, because the W in the alphabet of the Hebrew means tr- trinity or triple. And it's the, tr- it's the holy trinity that we can have access to, because everything is being done. Spiritual wars in the higher heavens are being done by those beings who don't want us to achieve what we are meant to achieve. And so, literally, we have to be able to connect with the, the, our Heavenly Father, the Messiah, our God and Savior, and the Holy Spirit. And that light will come down through them, and the Holy Spirit's like a mighty rushing wind. And when it moves through you, it will feel the most blissful thing you've ever felt. But that's how the manifestation occurs. Spirit doesn't manifest it. You do. Spirit comes into you and you manifest it. Now, you can manifest evil just as easily, but that's why we have to be on guard because we want the light, we want the energy, and yet, are we willing? Are we willing? Do we have the faith? It was said that when Jesus came back, he would find very little or very few people that had faith. Jim, we only have a few minutes okay. left, so if we, you know, if it's okay, we can maybe do some predictions. Yeah, I think so. And if we have to finish any other parts, we can do that on our next show. Yeah. To start off with, there's going to be many attempts to keep you in chaos. This will happen this year. New technologies are limiting the spiritual abilities in people and keeping them distracted and unfocused on, you know, on their spiritual purpose. We must hold our emotions intact. Otherwise, with this quickened energy, it will draw an immediate situation to have to be dealt with. But if you hold love, it cannot interfere with you. And 5G has only enhanced this situation. Uh, Now, your ability to will yourself into other realities of consciousness will become easier. Your mind and focus will become more laser-like, penetrating through obstacles and blockages. And if you hold to a higher vibration with a pure intent, you may be very surprised at how far you'll be able to project your thoughts and your energies. There is a galactic language that is being taught or downloaded to those spiritual beings who are ready for it. This opens doors to endless amounts of possibilities. It is quite a blessing and a gift if there is, there is some of these beings who would choose to want to be your teacher. There are technologies involving plasma that are being developed that will change the way we function. 
more advanced healing techniques are soon to be released. And healing is only one area that this plasma is being applied. But once this becomes available to the general public, so many things concerning our health, concerning functioning uh, through our daily lives and situations, is really going to change everything. As your energies change and you become a higher vibration, your abilities to interact with nature is going to grow tremendously. Right now, there's still a lot of problems with aggressiveness with animals towards humans, you know, but as, as our vibrations change, the animals are going to change too. They're going to recognize the love that you hold within you, and they will feel comfortable with getting closer to you. August through October will usher in quite a few heavy winds, hurricanes, tornadoes, cyclones, and they are going to be very destructive. Areas of concern are going to be some of the typicals, Texas, Georgia, Florida, North and South Carolinas, but even some areas towards the middle of the states, a couple of them. This year, because of all the sun's activities and because of the thinning of the magnetosphere and the, and the overheating of the inner layers of the atmospheres, you know, we are looking at a lot of, a lot of Earth problems with hail and enormous amounts of lightning uh, and winds, excessive winds, which are all going to produce pressures which are going to result in earthquakes and volcanic activity. So I expect through the latter part of summer into winter that we are going to see some pretty strong effects with earth changes. There's another big concern, warlike activities building, and a call for prayer of peace to all who are willing to offer their service is greatly needed, particularly in the Asia and the Middle East area. Many foods around the world are going to become limited due to all the weather problems. And we're going to see that if, you don't, if you're not gardening or obtaining some extra food, you may have a real problem with obtaining enough food uh, here in the near future. Now, if you look up into the sky, you probably have seen maneuvers beyond our technologies, but many of these are benevolent beings. So it's not such a bad thing. Technologies are reducing the carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, and nitrogen, which are needed for the coding of the universal intelligences to remold mankind into the divine image and the powers to be are trying to call it greenhouse gases, and they want to reduce them. This is a real problem. It's true. They're actually building technologies to be able to snatch it out of the, right out of the air you breathe. And let's face it, how long did people wear masks? I mean, and their oxygen content was lowered significantly. I mean, and yet we just do it. I mean, and the people who didn't have masks, oh, my goodness gracious, I mean, people were ready to, to mob, strong arm them. And, you know, these are things that have been planned and things that you take away enough oxygen and you figure out how to snatch the carbon out of the air, you know, pretty much you're going to start having problems with being able to think properly, you know, to 
to interact with others. I mean, it's, it's, look at it. I mean, all you have to do is just see it. I mean, it's pretty transparent right now. They're trying hard to hold it, but, or hide it, but it's not really working. And so, take the time, you know, to look. And if you think that you're being bombarded, you know, all you have to do is just, you know, will it away and use one of the sacred names. We use, especially the Kadosh, 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 Adonai Sabayos. And, I mean, I have seen clouds moved from the, from the face of the sun by using it. Now, sometimes you want a little, maybe you might want a little bit of shade, so, you know, it'll just let it move in front of the sun because it'll taunt you, the principalities of the air. And these are all talked about in, in just about every scripture, you know, that's ancient from the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, and we've had the Torah, a Torah in our church, and it had to bless our altar. And I was just like in heaven. It was just like it's one of my bucket lists. And we had uh, a young lady who could read um, Hebrew. And so she read out of the book. And oh, it was just, that was just incredible. Oh, it did bring in the, the most wonderful energies, you know, along with, along with uh, our Christian religion and, and, the, and the Torah. It combined, it, it brought in a really wonderful energy. Yeah, and we're moving back to where we began. So, you know, some would say, well, the, the Hebrews, they, they don't believe in the Messiah. Oh, yes, they do. They believe in the Messiah. They just believe he hasn't come yet. So when, when our Messiah shows up the second time, they're going to say, see, I told you, there he is. <laughs> I mean, and we're going to be led back into the garden where we started. And we will have the five trees, and we will have the abilities to, you know, go anywhere in the universe. Can you imagine? I mean, we can't even begin to think about how limited we are here. But God's not limited. No, God is not limited. Just knowing that you can raise your vibrations to, to a truly unconditional love energy, uh, it's wonderful. Yep, absolutely. Well, give us a call. 304-567-3354. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and God bless. God bless.